It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the prepositions in and among, and a meaty middle about where we get weird words, such as dilly-dally and higgledy-piggledy. But first, I have a correction. Last week, I read a quotation about baseball that went, The true harbinger of spring is not crocuses or swallows returning to Capistrano, but the sound of the bat on the ball. I told you it was from Baseball Hall of Famer Bill Veek, but his name is actually pronounced Bill Veck. The mispronunciation is so common that the title of his autobiography is Veck as in Wreck. I apologize to all the Veck fans out there, and thanks to the many people who kindly pointed out the error. I thought it was a nice quotation, but the sports ball, it often confounds me. I should probably just never talk about sports again. I never podcast about politics either, and I swear this won't be political, but there was some hot preposition news yesterday when Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary, strategically used bushes to dodge reporters on the White House grounds. The original Washington Post story said that Spicer, quote, spent several minutes hidden in the bushes, unquote. But later that night, the preposition changed. The Post added an editor's note stating that the story had been updated to more precisely describe Spicer's location. Quote, Spicer huddled with his staff among bushes, not in the bushes, as the story originally stated. Unquote. Twitter filled up with jokes about Spicer eventually agreeing to be on the Zach Galifianakis show Between Two Ferns. But this is exactly the kind of question that people who are learning English ask me. What's the difference between in the bushes and among the bushes? Is one right and the other one wrong? Prepositions are tough. In the bushes is far more common than among bushes. Among bushes sounds awkward to me, and the phrase hid among bushes is almost non-existent in the Google Book corpus, the database of text that Google has made by scanning books. Yet hid among bushes does seem to have a different meaning to me from hid in the bushes. When I think of someone hiding in the bushes, I think of someone with his feet in the dirt, possibly crouching and with branches in his face. It feels seedy and nefarious. Maybe because they're so rare, the phrases hid among the bushes or huddled among the bushes don't really invoke any image for me. 
If I think about it for a while, I imagine someone just standing on grass next to a bush, which is probably why they asked for the correction. And the difference between hidden and huddled probably changes the image, too. Nevertheless, the correction went viral on Twitter, and Victoria McGrain, a political reporter for the Boston Globe, noted that you should be careful what you demand a correction about, because all it did was draw fresh attention to the fact that Spicer was trying to avoid reporters. If you were wondering about the prepositions, in nearly all cases, the preposition you want is in. People are usually hiding in the bushes. And if Sean Spicer or Zach Galifianakis are listening, I would definitely watch that episode of Between Two Ferns. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Next, the meaty middle is about weird words, words that are kind of fun to say, such as flip-flop, gaga, and dilly-dally. You may have noticed that certain sounds are repeated in these words, and you may be curious why that is. Therefore, no more shilly-shallying. Let's get to it. Onomatopoeia is also a fun word to say. It's Greek for word-making. In English, onomatopoeia refers to an attempt to capture the sound of something. English is full of onomatopoeic words, such as buzz, crash, and tick-tock. Some are quite old, including buzz, which dates back to the 14th century. Two other fun imitative words are flip-flop and gaga. Flip-flop can be a verb, meaning to make an unexpected reversal, 
as in, Maggie flip-flopped when deciding where to go on vacation. This sentence explains that Maggie changed her mind about where to travel. Flip-flop can also be a noun, referring to summer footwear with that doodad between your big toe and its neighbor. Flip-flop sandals are also called thongs, and they make a flip-flop sound as you walk in them. A variant of flip-flop is the less common word flip-flap, which has been used in an echoic sense since the 1520s. Gaga, as in Ben went gaga over all the cool gadgets in this store, means overly enthusiastic or silly. It came into English around 1920 from the French word gaga, meaning senile or foolish. Dictionary.com says that gaga is probably imitative of meaningless babble. Many languages feature onomatopoeic words, especially for animal sounds and machine noises. But in many cases, different words for the same sound are used. For example, in English, woof woof describes what a dog says. But in Japanese, it's wan wan, and in Greek, gav gav. As for dripping water, the sound of it is described as drip drop in English, but plick plock in French and plitch plotch in German. In the case of the variations in the description of dripping water, notice how the versions in all three languages contain the letter P, which in linguistics is an example of what's called a plosive, or a type of explosive consonant sound. Whatever the exact phrase you use for animal sounds, machine noises, or falling water, recent linguistic research suggests that sounds relate to meaning for the words that children encounter during their early years, so perhaps meaningless babble isn't so meaningless after all. Many nursery rhymes seem to contain meaningless babble, though. Take, for example, Hickory Dickory Dock, which starts, Hickory Dickory Dock, the mouse ran up the clock. Childish poems like this may not make much sense, but they do use rhyme and nonsense words to teach concepts to young children. According to PBS.org, not only does the repetition of rhymes and stories teach children how language works, it also builds memory capabilities that can be applied to all sorts of activities. Researchers have shown that children as young as 18 months are better at grasping the names of objects with repeated syllables— over words with non-identical syllables. So that may explain the existence of words like choo-choo and night-night. Another interesting concept is at work behind the scenes of fun words like dilly-dally and shilly-shally. This is something called reduplication, which means the repeating of parts of words to make new forms. If you dilly-dally, you waste time. This English word has been around since about 1735, and as Dictionary.com puts it, dilly-dally is a gradational reduplication of dally. Dally, which also means to delay, has been in existence since the 13th century and comes from a French word meaning to chat. Shilly-shally means to waste time, too, and it also indicates indecision, as in Tim shilly-shallied at the grocery store when trying to decide which vegetables to buy. This fun word has been around since the late 17th century and originates from the repetition of the question, shall I? It was later altered on the model of its synonym, dilly-dally. Finally, here's a short list of a few more fun words that were also formed using reduplication. Flim-flam, meaning deception. Mumbo-jumbo, which refers to a foolish ritual. Willy-nilly, meaning in a random manner. 
and higgledy-piggledy, meaning jumbled. Etymology Online says that HP reduplication, like in higgledy-piggledy, is common, and they note hanky-panky, hocus-pocus, and hodgepodge. Well, that was a hodgepodge, or assortment, of interesting words. I hope you thought the episode was super-duper. That segment was written by Bonnie Mills, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. Thanks to all the people who told me where they listened to the podcast this week. Arobindo listened in Monument Valley on a crisp spring morning while sipping hot chocolate. Alexa posted a beautiful picture to Instagram of a park where she listens. Daniel listened while waiting for a bus in Fountain Square in beautiful downtown Cincinnati. Brian listens while closing up the kitchen after a long day. And by the way, thanks to Frank for the picture of all the shallots. That looked like some serious cooking. Grammar Girl is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find all my articles and older podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. Also, I'm doing a live webinar about AP Style on May 24th. If you need to know AP Style for work or school and want to brush up on the basics and all the new changes, sign up now. I'll put a link in the show notes, and if you're subscribed to my email newsletter, which you can also find at quickanddirtytips.com, we'll put an announcement in there, too. That's all. Thanks for listening. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it, between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics, because that's who we are. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.